Welcome to Common Ground with Sean, episode 9. Just wanted to give a little prelude to today's episode. It is with a fantastic gentleman called Chef Tony. Uh, want to refer to him as that because you'll see him on all uh, under Chef Tony on all the social media platforms. He's an absolute superstar. He's been in the game for over 30 years, uh, have his own restaurant in America, and uh, is doing some great things. So really want to get into it today. I hope you enjoy the episode. And let me know what you think. Sean, episode nine, absolute pleasure uh, to have my new best friend, Tony Mashanti, on the phone all the way from America. Tony, how are you in afternoon for you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for reaching out. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with some fun folks here. Tony, it's, um, it's amazing to have you on. It's, um, we've, only, we've only known each other for a couple of weeks now and actually through Twitter, which is, which is hilarious. And I think we'll, we'll talk about that and, and how that sort of uh, developed and, and where that's going in the actual space of marketing and, and connecting with people a bit later on. Um, Tony, I know you've got a, you've got a, a great history in the, in the hospitality industry um, it's, it's over 30 years now and, uh, I really want you to share that, um, that rich history with the audience and, and sort of where you started, uh, uh, to, I suppose where you are right now, um, owning your own business and, and that kind of thing as well. Um, just before we get into, before we get into anything else, if that's okay. Sweet. Yeah, sure. I, um, I'll try to keep it as brief as mm-hmm. possible, but, uh, I have been in the business for 30 years. I started out. Uh, right out of high school with just a honestly I had kind of a weird vision of me in a restaurant after dinner service having dinner with my friends Mm and where I just gotten done with you know working hard and we're here eating and I'd never been in the business before so I kind of crafted that as an idea to make business and figured out that I liked it and um Mm -hmm. Started an early partnership in a restaurant in a local area here, and mm-hmm. along the years, I've opened up. Currently, open a, I have a restaurant called Chef Tony's Fresh Seafood mm-hmm. Restaurant, and uh, we've been there now ten years. So we're super appreciative and humble to keep on doing what we do, and it's been quite a blast. Beautiful, and and obviously you're in you're in the seafood the seafood business now i can imagine how mm-hmm. uh, how how challenging that would be um is is that the have you always stayed true to to that kind of cuisine or did you start out in another uh another type of cuisine um i've done a bunch of different things but i mm-hmm. think seafood has always been my affinity i mean obviously a lot of menus and restaurants sell some kind of seafood but mm. it was funny because we opened up the restaurant actually called visions in 2007 right. and uh, along the next couple of years we had the recession here in america and mm-hmm. it uh kind of was a very tough time to exist but mm-hmm. we got this idea to kind of switch over and really call ourselves a seafood restaurant and uh it was really returning back to roots of what i've always been super passionate about mm. and so for the last uh i'd say probably seven years we've been basically a seafood focused restaurant mm-hmm. um you know, it's uh, it's a topic that um, it's a it's a food product that people are very aware that you have to be good at cooking it and you have Absolutely. to be adept at moving it quickly. So we offer actually a daily menu that mm-hmm. we um, we print out. So it's it's really a blast. I mean, we're able to play with different products and try different things, and 
our, we have a very intimate interaction with our guests, so mm-hmm. people are very, uh, very uh, hip to trying different dishes that we come up with, and we can flip it quickly because our menu is not static, so it's very, it's very good. How do you how do you find that um, having that static menu because that's you know that's very unusual. I'd say probably five percent of restaurants in, in the world, five to ten percent, would probably have a menu that that relates around that kind of uh, that changeability. How do you how do you find that with um, both obviously training your chefs to make sure they know what they're doing day to day, but but more importantly your your service team as well, and in order to in order to talk about those dishes every day. Do you find that uh, an ongoing challenge or do you find that something that the team just sort of has fallen into that being normal now? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's a very, very good question. I think that mm. for us, I mean, we're not a huge restaurant, so mm-hmm. I'm very hands-on with cooking. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to necessarily execute uh, a vision of a dish through 20 different hands. Mm-hmm. It's literally usually myself, my wife, we have a few cooks and we do it. So mm-hmm. that part is not hard for me, mm-hmm. but in a larger restaurant, it would be tough. I think the staff that we have in terms of the front of house understands that um, this is part of the magic and they're very uh, adaptable or adept at, at being ready for change. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, we walk through the dish before the shift goes and let them know what's, what's the special, why is it on the menu, what's the season and why are we putting this particular product out there. And, and I think it's worked out well so far. Mm-hmm. Is there something in the last, um, the last 12 months or a, or a, or a type of seafood um, that you're actually enjoying cooking more than anything else? Um, well, we always love, like, in the summer months, we have soft-shell crab, which is a big thing mm-hmm. around here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, doing ha- we're doing halibut right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put on uh, yellowfin tuna pretty often. And we have a whole menu full of seafood already. So if people really know us as a seafood spot. So uh, we've done – it was an interesting thing we did was um, – uh, something was a tail. It's, what is it? I can't remember the name now, but it was a small little tail, kind of like a shrimp. But it was a, it was a, a very unique product that we got in and did one weekend, and you know, mm-hmm. we're always able to, because because we change the menu so much, we can have a dish on for one night only, wow. uh, or even wow. ten order ten orders only. You know, so people get used to. We're actually getting ready this week to do our. Um, we do a ten course tasting menu with a seven fishes dinner uh, wow. for Christmas Eve. So we'll just experiment play pretty much the whole way through with some different things, anchovies and different kinds of fish and shellfish and bacala and all, all kinds of stuff. Sounds um sounds absolutely incredible. Um, I wish I was still in America. That's fun. <laughs> there you go. That's a good, I'd like to say it's worth the trip, but that's a, that's a pretty long one. Uh-huh. Is yeah. Tony? Is it is it something that you've um. Is that uh, is that a concept you developed with uh, with a close association with a couple of different fishmongers that you use, or are you only using um, the one supplier to deliver to deliver that product, or do you go to markets every day, or how do you how do you work that out? Yeah, I mean to be to be giving credit where it's due, I used to run McCormick and Schmicks, mm-hmm. which is a uh, not the whole company, but a, a unit of McCormick's for eight years, uh-huh. and they had a daily seafood menu, so. At some point in time, I mean, as time went on, I, I really understood their smart philosophy behind doing that pro- doing that program. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I work with a number of suppliers, uh, not a huge number, usually probably three different companies. Okay. Um, I have definitely had time to go to the markets at points and get certain particular products. So it's kind of a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we definitely have a core menu that we stick to that is always available pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I always remind people that every day 
you never know what's going to be available, so we can't guarantee that anything's going to be there. Right. Uh, and we sell out of things pretty pretty regularly. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really the concept of a fresh seafood market, but on a restaurant. I understand. Do you ever, do yeah. you ever I'm, I imagine with seafood, obviously, it's, um, you know, sometimes it can be uh, a more expensive meal, or especially that's perception, perception of it. And I don't think... Um, I, don't, I don't think that's the case with you. I think you would have different levels of that. But it, it, in that, you would have a lot of people coming for celebrations uh, and a lot of big groups yeah. and, and that kind of thing. Do you, do, you ever, do you ever find people coming to your restaurant who, who come in and have um, allergies to certain different types of seafood and therefore you have to cater for that? Well, uh, that happens all the time. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, not it's not a regular thing, yes. but I mean, in terms of food allergies, mm. we have people with garlic and dairy, oh, and gluten, and I can't eat crab mm. and I can't eat shrimp, mm-hmm. and so we have to be aware and we do our very best to accommodate. It's sometimes a challenge. I'm not going to mm. BS anybody. Yes. It's sometimes, like man, you know, I mean, I have tickets sometimes where it comes to it and there's more red ink than black ink and stuff <laughs> that they can eat at modified. But, you know, that's it's one of those things in the moment you might get frustrated. But they didn't choose to have an allergy. I try to remind yeah, myself good, that. That's they a really good point. They didn't mm. choose to be allergic to garlic. Mm. Uh, but for our restaurant, we use garlic in almost everything. So we just have to be conscious of it and try to do the best that we can to accommodate them. Mm. And, you know, in terms of the cost factor, uh, we have a, you know, I definitely have a philosophy of trying to keep the pricing, the window of opportunity wide. Yes. So you can come in and have a casual pasta and a, and a beer at the bar, mm-hmm. or you can certainly come in and, and buy some really nice, you know, higher-ended seafood. Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is that product costs, I mean, you know, good, good food of whatever variety costs money. And exactly. if you're searching to fill your belly with the cheapest meal out there, we're definitely not going to be it. But we're, 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 we're more of a neighborhood kind of spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people know they get the value. Our portions are nice and we have a lot of personalized attention with people. So I think they're getting a great uh, meal for their time there. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of places you go and you spend a lot of money and you feel like nobody really cares if you're there mm-hmm. and you kind of walk out feeling less than satisfied. I don't think that's the case with us. Okay. Um, obviously, yourself being in the career that you've been for 30 years and, and we just touched on at the start, the, the downturn in the market in America in, in 2007 and eight. How did you... How did you deal with that during that time, and what do you think you've learned from that time that's really benefited your business now? Yeah, that's a great mm. question. I mean, in terms of what I had to deal with, uh, you know, I think that the learning curve was to understand that this thing was happening. Mm-hmm. It was affecting everyone's pocketbook. Um, obviously, dining out at a restaurant is a is a somewhat of a treat. Mm. It's not a it's not a have to have. You know, you can certainly sit at home and eat food much cheaper. Mm. So we just had to be super creative with understanding what the deal was and figuring out that we um, had to offer value. So we kicked our wine list down a couple notches. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we just gr- grinded it out, mm. ground it out, like you said, mm-hmm. but it just was really tooth and nail. There was uh, many nights with me in the kitchen, period, and my waiter in the front, period. Mm. And it was a tough, it was a tough time that I'll never forget. And I think for most restaurant owners, I think a lot of restaurant owners don't understand the value of marketing. So we stayed consistent with our social media marketing, mm-hmm. my email marketing, 
And I think that made a difference because people felt connected to us. But there's no no making bones about it. It was a tough time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so moving forward, I think we just always remain humble and realize that we have to keep getting better at what we do and keep, keep selling, you know, I mean, this is a business. I mean, many restaurants get into, I think so much of the artistic side and that's a big part of what you do, but if nobody's coming, you're not going to be open for business to do the art, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes. I, I, I'm a business person first. Mm. I have to put butts in seats and, you know, obviously the product, we believe in our product, our service, our wines, our bar. We have a great vibe, but, you know, it's a business, so we have to be really active about that. So that's why I do, do a lot of marketing. Tony, do you think, before we get into marketing, which I want to spend a good amount of time on, do you, do you think that's the biggest uh, – America is a, it's a, it's a flooded market with a lot of different venues, and, and obviously it's a, mm -hmm. massive, a massive population. Do you, think, do you think the biggest reason why um, restaurants aren't actually performing or will go out of business in 12 to 24 months after opening is because they sit on that artistic piece of what they're doing um, and don't market the product? Or what's your sort of feeling on that? Uh, well, I think that, you know, like a marriage perhaps, it's like they get into the business. Mm -hmm. I just was talking to one of my servers yesterday about a restaurant in D.C. that had a giant... Um, buddha statue right that was like two two hundred thousand dollars wow mm -hmm. now i don't know what that's going to do for my stomach or my meal <laughs> you know what i mean like yes. i think people get too full of themselves being artistic as you mm. said smartly but not only in the food but in the decor and they just have to come out of the gate with this huge you know we're gonna we're gonna rock your world mm. and mm. you know i don't care how big you are how much money you got behind you the individual restaurant has to be a profitable venue, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you could have $10 million, but that doesn't mean you're making any money. You're just, you have the gas to keep putting in the car. Mm, absolutely. So I think that people need to get a little more, more pragmatic and say, look, we got we to gotta fill this place. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we get creative with what do we offer? How do we offer different price points? How do we offer different experiences and values? How do we sell more cocktails? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I... I'm amazed at the basics that restaurants don't do. You order a vodka. Would you like Absolute? Would you like a great goose? Mm. Would you like a da-da-da? You know, how about an appetizer to start? Would you like to try a salad? Here's a little sample plate from the kitchen to get your, you know, your, your culinary juices going. Mm. Like, just all this thing. It's all marketing, mm. right? I mean, the food is good. Like, we're humbly speaking. And we've always, you know, we've continued to develop and get better. But, I mean, the question is now how do you get people to figure it out? So, to answer your question, I think that is a big problem. I think people get too full of themselves. And in this market, look, look where, I, where I'm in Bethesda, Maryland, there's 200-plus restaurants wow. in my several-mile radius. Mm. Like, I'm talking the density is, is I think, uh, they've been quoted. I've, been, I've heard that it's the highest density of restaurants in the entire country. Wow. I mean, I could, talk, I could show you a video. I mean, there's seven Italian restaurants in a row. So my question to anybody is how do you differentiate – differentiate yourself mm. how do you get out there with interaction how do you get out into the community mm. and i think that's one thing we've been good at is being a part of our community i grew up in the area um and the way we message through the email and marketing and the way i'm we message within the restaurant mm -hmm. the way we just talk to people we connect and i think a lot of big restaurants and high dollar restaurants and artistic restaurants they feel that people are going to come just no matter what mm. and that is the case in some places mm -hmm. There's definitely, you know, restaurants I know they're just packed every day, period. Mm. So they're not, 
you know, that's a that's a blessing. But like if you're not one of those few select chosen few that are in the hot spot in some area and have got all those, you know, um, aspects just kicking for you, then you got to think about how do I get people in to try what I do to develop a relationship to start that process? Because most restaurants are smaller, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, the majority of of business in America is small, right? So how do you do that? And so anyways, I hope that's a fair. That's a really good answer. Um, Because how many how many seats is your restaurant uh, at the moment? We only seat about 85 people, which is a pretty medium sized restaurant. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not huge. It's not Mm -hmm. huge by by any Mm -hmm. means. And but we're currently, you know, we're currently rated number one on TripAdvisor.com. Wow. Which in this area is a big That's is a big, a big deal, website. People, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean we're number one out of 230 restaurants, and I don't say that with any. I'm not bragging, but I mean we're very proud mm-hmm. of that. And so for our little place with 85 seats, we've actually, you know, done quite quite well. So is that uh, with regards to TripAdvisor? Is, is that something that you've prompted? You've actually prompted guests after they've had a good meal to actually talk about online, Tony, or is that something that's just happened organically? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we were always doing pretty well, mm-hmm. but honestly, until about, I mean, I think we've been number one for a couple months mm-hmm. now. I'd say probably three to four months. I aggressively pursue that with my email list. I send people invites to review mm-hmm. us. I actually did a web I did a web address just for, uh, I'll give it to you, reviewcheftonies.com. Mm-hmm. Like, I created a web address. Mm-hmm. goes right to a place to, to give us a review. So... I don't think anybody that's, you know, as they say in Texas, selling from their heels, mm-hmm. you know, I think you have to be, fo- you know, face forward and, and aggressively going after it because mm-hmm. all you're asking for is people to share what they believe. Yes. You're not pushing them to say something good or bad, somewhere in the middle, whatever. Mm-hmm. But people will not naturally, I think, automatically gravitate to, to reviewing you. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, part of that great relationship. I mean, this is a funny concept. Imagine if your personal relationships had a review site yeah like your past your past girlfriend could leave you a review that's a pretty good guy but i finally thought that the other day tony i was a bit i was a bit concerned isn't that funny <laughs> i've never thought of that in my life till right now but but you know like so that relationship building really matters right mm, so that was a, a big a big benefit i mean yeah we we we, we definitely go after that mm-hmm. is it with it's regards with with regards with um with marketing can you remember where you sort of why you sort of started it and what you started with to promote your restaurants at the time tony sure uh well i'll say this at the beginning i remember being in the in the construction phase mm-hmm. uh or the you know we did a we did an, an, an upgrade to space that we bought and um i remember i have videos that i think are still on youtube of me recording a video with my laptop mm-hmm. you know i'm here in the restaurant and we're just waiting for this and we're going to do this mm-hmm. and we're going to be a taste Bethesda next week and just having a, a conversation. And I mean, I'm talking, you know, ghetto level video. Mm. Like it was nothing fancy, <laughs> but the thing that you got to do is just start. I've everybody just understood where they, what the power they have in their cell phone. They mm. realize that marketing doesn't have to be this huge thing. You know, you snap a picture of your food on Instagram, you post something on Facebook, you get out there with the community um, so for me, it was from the very beginning. I was big on Twitter uh, early on. I mean, mm-hmm. I got a lot of followers pretty quickly, and I just interacted with people. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was just a, an understanding that, look, I don't have the money to throw into a whole bunch of advertising. So social media is a great way to start uh, getting the word out. And then as time progressed, I just kept ramping up my skill with making our website and 
and getting on email marketing and continuing with the process. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning. I'm learning every day. Mm-hmm. It's still a process of learning, you know. But I think for for most restaurants that I know of, I've definitely been uh, much more um, aware and aggressive about technology use within my restaurant. Is there a um, is there a platform that you like <laughs> doing at the moment, both for just ease of use and and fun, and also you getting you finally getting the most cut through? Um, well, in terms of my email, I use Active Campaign, mm-hmm. um, and I was just actually interviewed this morning on their podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of two in kind one day, awesome, Tony. But, you're uh, uh, you're living it up. It's good. Two in one. <laughs> I'm, I'm hot. I'm a hot. Hot product for just just a couple hours. No, it's, it was cool. Mm-hmm. But I, I I like Active Campaign. I mean, I do think that you know if you're if you're new to the game and you have no idea what email marketing might do for you, mm. there's a number of platforms that are really pretty simple, drag and drop. I mean, it could be Aweber, mm-hmm. it could be uh, uh, Mailchimp is another big popular. It's free. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of the industry. I'm a fan of restaurants. So I just want people to learn because it really can save their business. Mm-hmm. But I would say to get started, and once you get into the basic like newsletter blast kind of idea, you can start discovering more about automation where, you know, trying to get to know your guests more personally through technology. Like, for example, if I send you an email and I said I'm running this seven-course Italian uh, dinner on New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, and you click that link, there's something that's said about that. Mm. In other words, you, you, you have interest. So you click that link. I can track that. Mm. So later on, I can go back. You visited our, our website, our uh, email last year about our, t- our dinner. We're doing it again this year. We can actually track that. So mm-hmm. it's something where technology can help you to know your guests better. It mm-hmm. doesn't replace at all the personal interaction. It just enhances it. Do, do you find that email marketing is, um, is still working well for your restaurant, your restaurant space? I love that question. Uh, if I could answer that, if I could answer that with a quick story, uh, less sure. than two years ago, I was uh, sorry. I just went ahead and did it. Right? Um, <laughs> I was, I, I was sitting home. I was sitting home on a Saturday. I'll make it. Clear. Mm-hmm. It was a snowy Saturday. There was like six to eight inches of snow coming down. Very bad conditions. Okay. I got reports back from people out there. The roads are tough. It's really bad. Yeah. I was like, look. We have, we have to close. It's Saturday night. Now, you know, your audience knows, no restaurateur wants to close on a Saturday night. Mm. So I said to myself, look, I can't, I, I'm sipping hot cocoa, but I can't sit here all night and do only that. <laughs> so I put together an email. I put together an offer of a dinner for two for I think it was $47. Okay. I sent that email out to my list of I don't know how many thousands at that time. Mm. But within two minutes, I started clicking my signups and my purchases and people started buying. People wow. started, kept buying. People kept buying. At the end of eighteen hours, I brought in seven thousand bucks. Yeah, right. So, wow. yeah, seriously, yeah. I'm I'm home and within my house, snow, uh, uh, warm and 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 cut off from today's business. Mm. Yet I brought in seven grand. That's going to help me for the next couple months. So mm. people basically bought a gift. bought a gift card to come in right. and enjoy dinner. Right. And it was a particular offer, and it was a it was a good priced offer, right? Mm-hmm. And I've done that time and time again. Mm-hmm. So I think to answer your question about email effectiveness, I maintain that email is the only thing that you truly own. Mm-hmm. You can say social media all day long, and I'm on social, I'm on Instagram, and I'm all over the place. But when I have a one to one conversation with you through your email, and I and I engage with you, and I get people, I'm not, I'm I'm bragging here, but 
I get people that walk up to me and look me dead in the eyes, serious as hell, and say, sorry, serious as heck. And they say, I love getting your emails. And they say it with like, I need you to understand this. And Mm. I'm like, okay, thank you so much. I don't know when you've heard of somebody saying that. I'm not. I'm I'm totally off the head, but. So I wish right, people would say right. to my emails, Tony, because they, they have quite good Of course. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, the fact that they're engaged at that level mm. also translate in, translates into sales. Mm. So the fact that they're engaged and when they see an email pop up, they usually enjoy it. So they want to click it and find out what's going on. Sure. Do you, do you find that? What do you think that is, Tony? Do you think that's just because your content is consistent? Does it? Does it change in what you talk about or is it is it just purely it's consistent and that people have got to, to know you just as that one-in-one kind of interaction, as you just sort of said? Well, I mean, consistency is something I, I have to work mm. on, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good, but I'm, I'm trying to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, not, I'm certainly not waiting long between emails, but I want to get on a better schedule of content publishing. Yes. But in terms of like, why they interact, I think because I speak from the heart. Mm. And I don't, I don't, <coughs> excuse me, I don't just pitch the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I really talk about life. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Hope you're having a great week. What are we going into? What's this holiday season we're in? What's happening? And I think I just, I don't shy away from being personal. Mm-hmm. So I think people have learned who I am. They know about my dogs. They know about my wife. They know about, you know, that we are local and they know what's going on in our world. So I'm not, um, I mean, I don't share every last thing in every detail because that's not interesting, but I don't think that a, a corporate sounding email from somebody from some nameless, faceless company, mm. no matter how big they mm-hmm. are, I don't think that's engaging. Mm. You know, I don't think anyone's looking for another 15 emails that just say the same stuff. Mm. And so for me, I definitely employ as much as I know, which isn't much, but copywriting techniques to try to make sure people just get into my stuff, mm-hmm. right? And you, so that's that's my problem. And it sounds like you're sort of using a, a very much a holistic approach in in, in inviting people and, and and using all those kind of different platforms and channels to actually invite people into your life in different <laughs> ways. And and yeah. you're obviously going to talk in different platforms in different ways. Um, sure. which, which just allows them to get to know you or, or the restaurant. And, and I think that's, that's probably why you're getting such a good response from something like email. So that's a really positive thing. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, the other, the other thing I might just add in there is that people need to think about how to collect their email addresses. Yes. Like if the people listening to your show are mostly like restaurant owners mm-hmm. and managers, like, do they have an email capture, uh, uh, like an opt-in mm-hmm. box? Are they using some kind of hover box? What are they giving away? Because nobody wants to jump on your email list to stay in touch. Like that's what everybody says. Stay in touch. Like no, nobody cares. But if you bring value, yes. like I'll tell you what, what I've done is I give away a ten dollar gift card and I give away a copy of my cookbook. Yeah, right. And it's a basic little. It's a small cookbook, mm-hmm. but it's something. And I have a list right now of about six thousand people, mm. and I'm a tiny little restaurant, mm. and I need to grow that. Quite honestly, I need to grow that a lot, but. For what I've done, I mean, it's been very rewarding to put an offer out, and I did an offer three weeks ago and brought in about five thousand bucks. So, mm. I mean, it's consistently performing, and I also, <clears throat> within the restaurant, patrons have an opportunity to sign up on the end of their credit card slip. I mean, yes. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking tactics mm-hmm. here. So, if you can customize that and say, join our email list, get this because you join our email mm-hmm. list, like give away something. Mm-hmm. 
uh, or enter to win a contest maybe or something. Mm-hmm. But I would be straight and say, look, you know, we want to keep in touch. We want you inside our family. Mm-hmm. We want you to be a part of the restaurant's culture. Mm-hmm. And don't, you know, there's a lot, as you know, around marketing and messaging and giving away and giving away and then eventually asking. Yes. It can't be a, it can't be a one-sided relationship. Mm. Yeah, it has to be, but has to be I beneficial. Think restaurants, mm. Yeah, I mean, restaurants just don't, in general, in my opinion, do enough to engage that kind of marketing opportunity. Um, and so I've seen success from it, so that's all I can say. Tony, Tony, what do you think that is, Tony? Do you think, do you think that's just a, just a basis? And I, and I go back to just hearing your story now, and it, it sounds like you're pretty much in a marketing space doing every, everything yourself. Um, yeah, or or there's some automation which is saving you some time. But if you're on the if you're on the pans every night, you know, and and you're doing this as well, and you know, a lot of a lot of um, people in the hospitality industry um, are probably going to feel a bit overwhelmed by that. So, like, how have you yep. how have you managed to to do that on an ongoing basis for the last you know, especially the last ten years? Yeah, well, I, I was getting that question eight years ago when I was on social media. People were interviewing <laughs> me for that. And it's a great question. Yes. It makes complete sense. Mm. It's a great, wise question. Mm. I think you just have to realize, like, first of all, if if you're like anybody that I know, you've got a $300, $500 phone in your pocket. Yes. Right? And, uh, I mean, I'm not seeing many flip phones out there in the world, so no. we've all upgraded, right? <laughs> so you have a computer in your pocket. How you use it and what you use it for is the question. Mm-hmm. So if you can understand that, you can get on your email list and manage certain products. You can take pictures. You can create graphics on your phone. You can do everything on the fly, right? So in terms of managing my time, how do I get time to do it? I don't have any more hours than anybody else. I'm cooking shrimp pasta. You know, I'm cooking this. I'm managing staff. I'm making change. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know counting out the till at the end of the night like i'm doing i'm a i'm a restaurant manager Mm -hmm. chef and marketer Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that's a brag it's just i understand Mm. and i think think if it's a priority to you you have to make the time to figure it out and i mean as my my mentor gary v says there's this thing called google (laughs) and it's thing called call youtube right (laughs) so if you don't know how to do it just start searching Mm. like take your time off i mean if your time off consists of drinking beer and watching tv or maybe it's taking care of your family. I get that. But you got to find some time to hustle somewhere in there and figure it out. Mm. Because we are in the digital era. We're not waiting for that. That's not the future. It's right it's now. Here. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, you know, like if you're not speaking in that conversation, then what are we doing? Because otherwise, we're just going to be out of that conversation. Mm. I think I, I think right. I think I think Tony, you're absolutely right. And and one thing you don't know about me yet is I owned a couple of bakeries in my my early twenties. I'm in my mid to late thirties now, more mid than late. Got and it. um, Got it. <laughs> and and I think the different the the connection with both of us is that obviously we we're both business owners, uh, and and you just you have to get it done. You don't you don't have a choice. So. Whatever you need to, right. whatever you need to do to get the result, you'll do it. And and the and the benefit is now that that social media can just play such a massive role across so many different platforms and scapes in order to get people in, um, not just relying on uh, uh, someone to have a great meal and hopefully tell their neighbour and then that neighbour comes in. It's it can be so much more powerful if you actually use it correctly. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing that I mean, I still struggle with. Mm-hmm. But I dirt, certainly realized that 
uh, getting better at this will get it done in a, in a more timely fashion. Mm. Just having a schedule. Mm. You know, if you're off, if you're closed, or you say, okay, I'm always up Saturday morning, or just make a schedule and say, look, I got to send up some, I got to put out some information. Yep. I got to interact with my guests. I mean, I feel like it's a thing you just weave into your daily actions. Mm-hmm. But getting on a schedule and say, look, at least I'm going to post two things. Yes. Once on a Monday, once on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then I also pay another company to help me with this as well. Not a oh, huge beautiful. fit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, because I realize I, as much as I think I know this pretty well, yes. I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And there's only so many hours a day. And I, feel, I realize that for me to stay consistent with at least a portion of marketing, uh, I felt that it was a wise investment to go ahead and pay in a company to, to manage some of that for me. It's not a lot, and they don't do a huge amount, but it's consistent. So, mm. you know, I think you have to find the right blend for your scenario. Um, but I find, I mean, I'm, I do consulting with various companies, and some are in the, re- in the restaurant space and some yes. aren't. But I find that a lot, a lot of them just aren't that educated on what's going on. And unfortunately, those are the people that end up going out of business, mm. possibly, possibly. I'm not saying it's all it's all marketing, but if you're not packed every day, or if you're not selling a thousand widgets an hour, mm. and you need to be, and you need mm. to be, like figuring out how to get to that point is pretty crucial. Isn't oh, it's it? incredibly. So mm. I would just challenge what are you spending your time doing? And as somebody, I was on a call this morning, and you know that great concept of what's urgent versus what's yes. important. And I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of falling into getting so worried about what's urgent. And the what's important things get pushed to the back seat. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Do, do you think people are still thinking that social media is a fad and, and don't really want to don't really want to interact with it? What do you, what do you, when you go back well, to those companies who are sort of headed in the sand? Uh, there's some people that believe the world is flat, so who knows? <laughs> but uh, I think there's certainly those existing. I think not. I think most people would understand the value of it, mm. but they don't either understand. They're not confident in front of a camera or in front of a video, or mm-hmm. they don't know the technology, and they've basically chosen to stay ignorant. Mm. Because, like I said, you can Google and you can YouTube and learn a, a thousand things free. So yeah. when I get ramped up about this, it's like, well, what? who else? Do you want to serve it on a silver platter? Mm. Like, if you're not going to do it, if you don't need to know it and you don't want to know it, then find somebody to do it, but you can't not do it. Yes. Right? I mean, you, yeah. you don't open a business and say, I'm not going to get a telephone because mm. I, don't, I don't want to have a telephone. <laughs> what, yeah. That's so ridiculous, right? But, I mean, in yes. some senses, I would say this is as, as important. If you're mm. not on social media, if you're not using email and automations this, and weaving this marketing package together, I mean, mm. it's not, and it's not just computer. It's in person. How do you market when you're talking to somebody, do you remember mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, we've got this event coming up next week. Let me know if you'd like to be uh, to making to be making a reservation." You know, everything mm-hmm. we do is marketing because we hope that everything we're making is good, right? So if you've got mm-hmm. good food, you got good drink, you got a good staff. I mean, it's a hell of a business we're running here. It's a lot of elements, but like to stay imagine. on it, you know, to stay on it, you have to. You have. It's just that's that's the game. So, I mean, I get ramped up because it's like I, I, I hate to see people close their shops. That's awful. Mm. And mm. I think when you when you look back and you said, well, I could have, would have, should have done this, that, and the other thing, are you going to – I mean, regret sucks, you know? Regret mm. is terrible. So Absolutely. I just feel like you got to – you can't not know this stuff to some degree. So. Mm. 
I think the other important thing is that is that you obviously have a great experience, which is really you know important to promote. But you made sure you had a great experience both in product and service and environment before you yeah. actually went yeah. really really hard with your marketing. The worst sure. thing a business can do is market heavily, and then invite that guest in, and then the experience is poor. <laughs> so exactly, that's that's always critical uh, that I found as well is just to make sure that the nuts and bolts of your business once a customer actually hits the doorway is incredibly uh, is incredibly good. Otherwise, there's no point in, in trying to market it at all, really. Totally agree. Mm. And, you know, like, look, let's all be real. There's, there's not a perfect day ever. Mm, no, know, of course not. We, no. Make, we, we, we make mistakes. We, mm-hmm. we drop the ball here and there. Mm-hmm. But the follow-up is crucial. And strategy mm. as well. Like, are you looking at your reviews? Like, I can't believe that cause that that restaurants aren't answering all their own reviews absolutely like because it's hard i get it you look at it and the guys you know the guy lady says we came in nobody looked at us we you know the server was terrible they smelled and mm-hmm. the water had to fl- fly it like yeah. that sucks to read that yes. but like you have to address it and all mm. you can do is all you can do and and i say to people if i get a tough review i say you know what i'm really sorry we obviously didn't execute where where we we usually do Mm-hmm. And I say, what 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 can we do for you? What can we do to make it better and and bring you back in? Because we don't do this usually. Exactly. Um, yeah. And and that that applies in person too. Look, you just everybody's human, and no matter how big we get, um, we're talking one to one humans. So that's why I think in terms of the marketing, email is your best tool mm-hmm. because it's the only thing you truly own, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You don't own Twitter, you don't own Facebook, you don't own Instagram. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So. For me, that's been my home base. You know, the rest of it I do for sure, but I always try to build the email list. I, I think with those those um, reviews that aren't so that aren't so great as well on those platforms, and even if that customer calls you or they email you or whatnot, I think that's just an invitation most of the time to actually remedy that situation. And in sure. and in most sure. situations, most situations. Um, that can actually result in a more positive experience if that guest comes back, gets a really good experience, and that person will actually flip that. So they'll tell a lot more people than they would have told if they had a, a good experience the first time because you actually cared. So I think that's a really, that's a really positive message there, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I could tell 100 stories, but I remember one from many years mm-hmm. ago, like, like 2010-ish. Mm-hmm. And I, when, when none of this was so popular, social media wasn't mm-hmm. so hip. But anyways, I got an alert from my Twitter account that somebody, I think, had given us a review. Mm-hmm. I clicked through, read the review, and it was on, like, like there was a published, like, he was a writer for a small local college okay. thing. Anyways, figured out that they didn't have a great time. They came during a restaurant week, and it was a really crazy mm-hmm. week, and we, didn't, we just didn't do a great job with their table. Mm-hmm. But I reached out within the hour. I let him know that I'd seen it. I apologized. I got in touch with his email. I invited him back. He ended up becoming a regular client and loved wow. us because we did, we did something. Yes. Um, and I just think it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation, but like any communication, if you tell me, hey, Tony, you know, you, you really hurt my feelings when you did this, that, and the other thing, I, now the ball's in my court. I have to answer that, and I should answer that, and I should respect the fact that you took such time to let me know. Mm-hmm. And I need to get better at it. And that's just an honest conversation. And that carries forward to people realizing that, hey, they're human and they're real. I mean, I've had people 
ask my waiters, is there really a Chef Tony? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he's right there cooking, cooking chicken piccata. Like, you know, he's a real dude. So, and it's not about me, but it's we're all real people inside the restaurant. My, my wife is very involved every day. And mm-hmm. So people get to know our story. So if we have a mistake, um, I think people are human about it and they understand that it's not our intention. We're just trying to serve a lot of people. And, you know, we try to be the best that, that, that we can Absolutely. Be. And that's all you can be at the end of the day, Tony. So... Yeah. I think we've had a we'd have had a great conversation about marketing, especially during that time. I've got I've got two more questions for you. The first one, sure. The first one is like, what what do you see your next stage for your business to be? Are you are you looking to do a, a second seafood restaurant, or are you are you looking to expand the current one you've got, or do you have any idea what you want to do in the next next couple of years? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we. Um... One force that we're going to have to just deal with is the fact that they're going to eventually develop our building into a, a, a high-rise uh, oh, wow. okay. apartment building. Yes. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. But mm. that's going to basically force our hand to make sure that we, well, we're going to have to move. Mm. So I think that's my next big hurdle to get over is kind of going from a small place that's now, thank God, successful mm. to what, what's, our next, what's our next iteration? You know, what's our next um, – vibe of what we do is it can be a bigger place with investors or a bigger place that's more yes. fancy yes. so it's a big change because the reality is that the vibe that we have and why people come is is sometimes because we're so personal yeah, we're a smaller place intimate. and they, mm-hmm. they feel like yeah mm-hmm. it's intimate so i think that's my next biggest challenge i'm i'm looking at obviously that i've got about two years so that's kind of okay. a, a hardcore in my face reality mm-hmm. But the process really needs to start now. So that's probably my biggest thing. I'm also doing more consulting along the way with various companies that mm-hmm. kind of need help with the marketing side of it. So I'm developing myself a little bit personally as more of a business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. I just I want to keep doing more of what we're doing in terms of our food and our service and our guests. That just mm-hmm. never stops. But, um, you know, I also want to maybe extend into products and some things along those lines. But those are some projects I'm, uh, I'm working on. So. Now, Tony, I've noticed you've obviously branded yourself as Chef Tony in regards to Twitter and, and other things. Was that a deliberate ploy um, at the start, or is that just something that evolved? No, it was definitely, I appreciate the question, it was definitely a, a plan. I mean, as we rebranded ourselves in the restaurant, we were kind of uh, through an interesting story, but I won't get into it too long, but somebody mm-hmm. kind of suggested like, hey, what's this whole visions thing, right? And so <laughs> we realized that it could be a local you know, know the chef kind of place. And I, mm-hmm. I meet people always call me Chef Tony. And so it just was a thing. And plus, I realized along the way that if I were to come out with products or one day open another restaurant or mm. whatever, mm-hmm. Chef Tony would carry through to all kinds of things. So it was definitely mm-hmm. conscious. Okay. And and where are, you, where are you hoping to develop that name now? Are you looking to, I think you said you were looking to get into some uh, food products and, and that kind of thing. Is that where you want to take it? Yeah, I'd like to see what that can develop. It's definitely a process to develop, uh, you know, your sauces and dressings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got kind of have a feeling that I could hit on one good product that would really capture something that could be big. So mm. I want to play in that space a little bit. It takes a bit of time to develop through a commercial food producer, all the recipes mm, and that thing. So, mm. you know, I'm kind of uh, financially we're able to do it, which is nice. So I think it's just a matter of dedicating the right time to it. Mm-hmm. And I also think getting into something like, you know, uh, training people to cook at home or even on the marketing side, teaching other business owners. So I just want to take the experiences I've been able to be blessed with and 
pass them along and, and, and earn a living from that as well as the restaurant because, you know, restaurant business is very, is very physical. Yes. And so I'm looking to develop myself out of the business a little bit here and there and mm-hmm. hire, you know, quality people to run a little bit of it for us so that we can mm-hmm. have a, a better uh, personal life and, and have a little vacation here and there and that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it all kind of ties together. Yeah, totally understand where you're coming from. Um, Tony, I want to I want to thank you so much for your time today. You've been an absolute um, wealth of knowledge uh, for people who are listening to this. I'm sure they're super appreciative. Um, so I want to thank you for that. And just uh, and just leading to our last question, uh, as we do on every Common Ground podcast, which is, Chef Tony, if you were 20 years old, what advice would you give to yourself knowing what you know now? That's great. That's great. <laughs> um, I would say that, uh, you know, I guess I would say balance is really crucial. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm definitely a hard worker. I, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious, and I think that's a blessing. But I think sometimes developing the uh, skill set to be a little more social, a little more, um, you know, give yourself a little more time off here and there. Like mm-hmm. hard, being a hard worker is a great a great character trait, I think. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, life is certainly not all about work. So I think it's really just about maybe being a little more balanced. Um, mm-hmm. and, pro- and probably being quite frank, taking better care of my health in terms yes. of just being a little more active and being out mm-hmm. there. And, uh, I, I love to do what I do. So I'm blessed to have a lot of passion for the things I'm into. So I don't, I would never change that, but you know, life is short. So you got to make sure to take care of yourself. So yeah, that's totally always agree. wise. I think. Totally agree. Yeah. Tony, I'm gonna I'm gonna link up all your all your uh, all your different pathways for people to reach you um, with this podcast, so that. people can connect with you. But probably the easiest way, and the way that we connected, is to follow you on Twitter at Chef Tony. I think yeah. that's that's the easiest way. And um, again, well, I want to I want to thank you so much for your for your time. I know you've been really busy as normal, and uh, and look forward to chatting with you again soon. I'm ready anytime. I really appreciate you you having me on here. It's it's been a blast. All right. Thank you, Tony. Cheers. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that episode today with Tony Manchetti, Chef Tony, uh, an absolute wealth of knowledge, as you've just heard. Um, As I said before, you can follow him on pretty much every social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all under Chef Tony. Uh, he's got an amazing restaurant, uh, as you heard, in America as well. So definitely want to check that out. When I'm next back, so I hope you do as well. And uh, and let me know what you think. Make sure you hit us up uh, on Twitter as well uh, at Open Pantry Co. Or uh, or just search for Sean DeVries. So S H A U N dot D E V R I E S. We uh, we love bringing this podcast to you. We hope you get a lot out of it. And let us know what you think. We'll talk to you very, very shortly.